You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Weekly Batuta Bulletin. Hope you're enjoying yourselves right around the country. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, the Batuta Advocate, editor-at-large, Errol Parker's here as well. G'day, Errol. G'day, Clancy. How are you going, mate? I'm all right. Fucking the young fellow Wendell would stop breathing in the microphone like that. I don't know. What's it's going a loud on, sound. Mate? Yeah. Sorry, I'm congested nasally, so unfortunately, yeah. Bloody. Bit of a. uh, You're breathing like Gina Reinhardt at a bloody. After a flight of stairs. Um, (laughs) You're breathing like you've been on a Melbourne bloody storm mad Monday. Am I right, (laughs) fellas? Hey. Anyway, New South Wales, we are excited for you lot opening up. Uh, Monday, I believe, is your Freedom Day. You'll be able to go... You can't call it a Freedom Day because the newspapers down there have said that, you know, if things kick off again, the uh, religious man who's overthrown uh, Gladys down there will shut them right back down. Doesn't really sound like something uh, he's keen on doing, old Perrotay. But, you know, I have heard rumours through the, uh, the press gallery down there that there's a conspiracy that he may be a French sleeper cell who's going to make life hard for the Prime Minister. It would check out with the name Dominique mm. Perrottet. He's made life hard for him stealing his thunder this week, of course, announcing mm. that opening back up. So that's probably a pretty good point for us to start this uh, weekly news wrap. We've got a story about Scott Morrison. He's had to find something else to get his teeth into. And he's come out and demanded that social media companies leave the misinformation to the deranged boomers at News Corp. Yes, with the new Premier of New South Wales stealing his thunder, as you mentioned before, Wendell, Scotty's been forced to try and snag himself a headline on some other issue uh, that can make him look like a hero. So he's decided to lean into the issue of defamation on social media, calling it a coward's palace during a very shouty press conference a couple of days ago. Yeah, coward's palace, I think, you know, that's basically what you could call a the Sharks' home ground after this year's performance. But Absolutely. Uh, as the debate rages, though, uh, about whether the, the likes of Facebook and Twitter should uh, be classified as publishers in regards to defamation, Scott Morrison has weighed in. Uh, he explained that misinformation online is a curse and that the only people allowed to spread it should be you know, his allies at News Corp, like Andrew Bolt, Miranda Devine and so on. Yeah, you know, uh, misinformation about the personal lives of uh, conservative politicians is not okay. But labour tax, labour debt tax, that was a good one. Climate change. Climate is always changing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personal favourite of mine uh, in the News Corp rags. And, of course, you know, the relentless backgrounding of, uh, you know, uh, sexual assault survivors. and you know, and how George Christensen would disappear into the slums of... Okay, uh, Taking it right back to the start of the week and we've got a story from down there in New South Wales. It's about John Barillaro and the headline on it read like this, resigning for absolutely no reason at all, actually more sus than resigning for corruption. Yes, the tale of John Barillaro took another turn this week. The uh, political climber and ambitious backroom operator has decided to resign from the New South Wales Parliament and stand down as the New South Wales Deputy Premier claiming he'd uh, just had enough of politics. Not exactly believable for a bloke seemingly on the rise, which is why it was revealed that him calling time is probably fishier than Gladys actually resigning for actual allegations of corruption. Unless there's something coming up that we don't know. Who knows? 
something to keep an eye on for sure. On Gladys, she's had to cram her 117 different work blazers into a local Vinnie's bin before heading out on a picnic. Yes, in this newspaper's latest attempt to humanise corruption, hot mess Gladys is coming to terms with uh, her new reality. Before getting set for her ICAC hearings this week, Berejiklian decided to do something symbolic. She uh, packed up a bunch of her different blazers and chucked them into some garbage bags and drove them up the road. Yeah, she did donate them to a local charity, which is a nice thing to do. Hopefully someone else can get some use out of them, even if they won't be uh, subject to a lot of attention from online gamblers. Anyway, after that, she ducked off to the park to enjoy a few takeaways. Uh, I believe it was the uh, Guava Cruiser Stropedos with some girlfriends. Long overdue blowout there in uh, Botanic yeah. Gardens, of New, uh, Sydney Botanic Gardens, I believe. I know, but what's, uh, what's a couple of dodgy grants between old friends, eh? Mm, old lovers. Enough in Sydney. We're back up into Batuta. And a man watching Squid Game has revealed that he wishes it was real and the people being killed were D-list celebrities. Yes, with Australia still well and truly trapped within our golden age of low-effort reality television, one local man decided to dive head-on into the new Korean TV show Squid Game. It's taken the world by storm, this show. Apparently, it's going to be the most viewed on Netflix of all time, as you've probably heard. And the local man we spoke to about it said he really enjoyed it. But he has proposed a new format, uh, one where it's kind of like a real-life squid game, but with Aussie social climbers and influencers and the, and the like, you know? Getting shot, yeah, right? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, like, one other way you could do it is, is you could drop a JDAM onto the big brother house and have them blown all over uh, Dreamworld and the people who actually survived the initial impact, you could... Mm. have kind of like a uh, Stasi from Channel 10 walk around and just put one in the back of their heads mm. as they're lying on the ground smouldering. It'd have to be a bit later on, I think. Couldn't be in that kind yeah, of no, time, no, 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 time. I think that'd be in spot. season two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah be, fair big enough. Big Brother After Dark kind of turkey slap kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair. Sports news to wrap up, and Brian Toto has played 80 minutes of football with an engagement ring in his jocks. Yes, one of the young or so's from the foot of the mountains got it done on Sunday night. And in another twist to the Penrith fairy tale, it seems that the Panthers winger Brian Toto actually played for 80 minutes with a 10 by 5 centimetre suede ring box in his underpants. Yes, the man they call Bizza decided to take a knee minutes after the full-time siren, proposing to his girlfriend after winning a premiership. And he spoke to us after the proposal. Toto explained that... He was pretty chafed after playing 80 minutes of footy with an engagement ring and the box in his dacks. Well, he gets a ring, she gets a ring. It was a very happy ending. And a happy ending to our weekly bulletin. Thanks for your company, and we'll talk to you again soon. Munyanyo. Ciao. Aru. Listener.